Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Pete, thank you for coming through, man. Appreciate it. What's going on? How you doing? I got not a complaint in the world. Uh, question for you. Today we learned that there's this big old meeting taking place in Texas and the Big Ten and SEC already trying to throw their weight around as it relates to a future college football playoff. We heard about the, the new 12 playoff system. Another change? What are your thoughts, Pete? Yeah, they're trying to get, as the Mr. Burns line goes, I'll trade it off for a little bit more. Uh, they won already. They've, it's already the big, it's the big Ten's world. The SEC is just a step back in terms of just business, not football, not talent. In terms of just the business of college athletics, there's the Big Ten, then there's a big drop, then there's the SEC, and there's a gigantic drop, and then there's everyone else. So they already kind of control everything. Now they want to control everything even more. And so what they are trying to do, what they're trying to do is get as greedy as possible when they don't need to when they've, they've, again, they've got the win, all they have to do is use this system because if they just get through 2024 and do this college football playoff, people are going to realize, wait a minute here, this is good. Look, I'm a traditionalist in a lot of ways. I, I hate it when you change uniforms and change all these other things. So I, I'm always assuming they're going to screw it up, but they got this one right because you've got to do something to give all the teams in college football some sliver of hope because in the 14 format you could all all already say in february look 80 teams are already out of this thing there's no point you've got to give fans hope that there's some way they can at least get into the tournament and this one does that what the big 10 and sec are trying to do are saying you know what we want to make sure that at least four or something of our four or five of our teams are in the college football playoff which then takes away any of the fun of the regular season. Wow. Pete Futek is here with us, collegefootballnews.com. When you talk about being a traditionalist, I look at some of the 
the rivalries. You know, the, the rivalry between Ohio State and Michigan, uh, it, it's not going to go anywhere. But how does this change things now that we have an expanded playoff? I, I, the, the juice is going to be out of it just a little bit, right? We're changing oh, some of the implications, no? A little, not a lot. I mean, because it's, it's still, to know Michigan, Ohio State, that's the, you know, that's the big one, uh, that in Alabama and uh, Auburn. But, you know, for all the rivalries, I mean, even if, yeah, even if, well, like uh, two years ago, if you remember how that went down, where Michigan beat Ohio State, and had Ohio State kicked the field goal straight against Georgia, they go on, they would have throttled TCU. Ohio State would have won the national championship. And there are still crazy Buckeye people out there being like, yeah, but we, you know, we, we didn't beat Michigan if had they done that. It's just, it, it's just that big a deal. And it's a little different. You know, I know the you have, during the baseball season, everyone pumps up, oh, it's Yankees and Red Sox. All right, again, this just happened 50 times. Or Duke, North Carolina basketball a couple weeks ago where this is the biggest game ever. And, okay, it doesn't really matter because they're going to play again the ACC championship. And right. all that. And so it is going to slip a tad, but not a ton because, again, right now the way they have this set up in the college football playoffs, the, playoff, the top four seeds, which is really the top four power four champions, are going to get a bye and get a week off. That's going to be pretty mega, and it's going to be a big deal. to Those rivalry games, yes, are still going to matter with the way they have it set up now. If it's automatic that the Big Ten SEC automatically get three or four teams in, that changes the dynamic. Uh, Pete Fiotek is here, collegefootballnews.com. Knowing that there's a potential to have this change again, in about, I don't know, what? How, how many years would we have to wait? Two? They, they might expand. They might do something. First of all, to kind, of, to kind of take a step back, I don't think they're going to do anything big yet. I think they're going to let this rumble as is. I think what the Big Ten and SEC are doing is, at the end of the day, it's about money, and I think they're going to say, you know, we want this, we want guarantees for that, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll say, hey, look, we'll compromise. We just want a bigger share of the pie, and they'll probably get it for that. So uh, I do think at the end of the day, they're going to compromise at least for a year or so and just say the big schools, the big conferences get a little more money or something. But I don't think we're, they're going to actually go to this yet. I think this is just kind of a, a thing that's thrown out there that they're not really going to do because they know it's going to be unpopular. Along with the other thing, that neither conference is going to break away. The SEC is not going to go rogue. The Big Ten is not going to go out on its own. They just kind of say that. Everyone goes crazy. But you're not going to do that just because you're not going to do that because most of your member schools are going to go four and eight every year, and then everyone will be mad. So all this stuff that they say, just take it with a grain of salt for now. Well, one school that we know does operate independent because they get that nice, uh, I guess, Peacock, Comcast, NBC check. Is, friends is, with is, benefits is, deal is what you're talking about. Oh, with Notre Dame, is that what we call it, friends with benefits? Oh, that's their deal with the ACC, yes. How, how, how do things change for them moving forward? Do they ultimately kind of stand alone, or as the landscape changes, could you see them joining a conference, or is it not fruitful enough for them? Not yet, although it might be because the money for the Big Ten, if they join the Big Ten, it's, money for the Big Ten going forward is going to be so astronomical. I mean, you're not talking about the changes in college athletics. Uh, in two or three years, once the Big Ten really locks down their deals and their finances, you're going to be getting 90-ish, 100 million-ish per team. 
uh, as opposed to maybe the SEC, which is getting about 80-ish million a team. The bigger ones like Texas and Alabama are going to find ways to make more. Uh, so they are. It's, the money's just going to be too big to not at least think about it. Where this pertains to the college football playoff is that you have to be a conference champion to get one of the four buys and be a top four seed because the, they go by the college football playoff rankings. They'll take the top four ranked champions are one, two, three, four seeds. They get a buy in that first week. Everyone else five through twelve has to play a week one game. So if you're Notre Dame. You could blast everyone 64 to 2 every game, go 12 and 0, and you're still going to be a fifth seed and have to play an opening game no matter what. Now, the difference being is that, okay, let's say that happens, which it probably won't, but let's say it happens and they are the five seed. They get to play the 12 seed, which would probably mm. be the group of five champion, which whatever they should blow out. Yeah, it's a home game. smacked. Exactly. And it's a home game for Notre Dame. Not only that, they play it, they get about three weeks of rest. Because everyone goes, oh, gosh, Notre Dame's going to miss the bye week. Well, while all these other teams are playing for conference champions, Notre Dame's going to be sitting on the couch playing NCAA 25. So uh, <laughs> they don't have to play that conference championship game. So instead of, say, going to a neutral site and playing Clemson or Florida State for the ACC championship, they would get, like you said, a group of five champion at home three weeks later that they would smack around. And then they would get a four seed that – would not be a deserving four seed which on a neutral site. So it's actually not that bad for all the screaming and crying that some Notre Dame fans are doing. Not all, a lot, of, a lot of them seem to get it, but for the ones that are kind of complaining, it's just not that bad a deal. Yeah, Pete Futek is here. When I think about the landscape and all of the news that we have and what takes place, and we know coaches are moving and players are moving around and teams are moving around and conferences are changing – what is the Pac-12? It's not even 12. It's just, it's just two. At what point? Let, let's hit the fast-forward button because it feels like everybody is just kind of doing this like by the, 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 the seat of their pants. Like It's like, hey, let's try this, and let's try this, and let's try this. But w- is it consolidation? If I have to think about college football in, in 10 to 15 years from now, what are we having? Is there such thing as a power five, like power five and big? What is it? Are we moving towards like one system, like the pros? What the hell is going to happen? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this does because we already have kind of this system, and everyone you know, says the sort of the same thing. Oh my gosh, we don't want a, an NFL-like thing where we only have a few really good teams and a few really good conferences. And my argument is, well, what do you think you got now? I mean, as we have done, there's 134 teams playing college football this year. And how many of them are really big, giant teams? You know, there's the 25-ish or so we can name off the top of our heads. We can throw in, you know, whether you think of Indiana or, you know, a Kentucky or big football programs, which they are money-wise and revenue-wise. So, yeah, there's probably about 40-ish or so teams that really, really matter in the college football landscape. So that's not going to really change. And, and, and the thing I, ha- I keep reminding everyone when it's like, oh, my gosh, it's the end of college football as we know it, yeah, that is interesting. I'm a, I'm a diehard NFL fan, too. I like the separation, and I like the fact that it's just a different field, different sport. I like the fact that there are college kids out there, and this is being professionalized, which I don't like too much because they screwed up how you're supposed to do NIL. But we have to also remember that we're talking about this now on, what, February 21st or whatever it is, and the 90% of the fans out there aren't going to really pay attention until late August. And then the ball is kicked off, 
and then XYZ states where there was, they're put on their sweatshirts or go out there, watch the games, and then, you know, forget about it a week later. So the, the money is there. The interest is still there. Uh, so it's just for people like us who are going to shake our fists and say, yeah, college football should still be different, shouldn't be the NFL. But if everyone else, they're just going to watch the games. When the ball is kicked off, they don't really care what happens outside of that. Yeah, Pete Fiewitzek is here with us as we start to wrap things up. You, you big NFL fan, as I know. We've had a lot of talk about the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields letting everybody know, yeah, I just want to take a break from football. What are your thoughts on what's going on with Chicago and, and where Fields might end up? Yeah, as I live here in Chicago, so I'm knee-deep in it with all the, the hype and talk about what are you going to do with Caleb Williams, do you trade Justin Fields, all that. I, my thought, and it's not going to happen, I, there's nothing more valuable or important in all of sports than a very, very, very good NFL quarterback, especially one on a rookie contract. And I know the, the idea that you'd want to trade fields now because you'd get all these draft picks and you'd still build for the future. And, you know, obviously he's a very, very valuable guy for a whole lot of quarterback starved teams. But if I'm the Bears, you've got fields this year for around $3 million. You can't get a good veteran backup for that. You can't go out there and get a Flacco or a Baker Mayfield or a Gardner Minshew for anything less than four. And you already have a, a dynamic player who might just be the better than Caleb Williams already on your roster. The Bears aren't winning the Super Bowl this year. If I'm Chicago, I draft Caleb Williams, I keep Justin Fields, and I spend a year with both of them in my building, and I figure it out. Because you, know, you can tell, obviously, sometimes, that, okay, maybe Caleb Williams doesn't have it, or maybe he's just missing something, or maybe he's the next Patrick Mahomes. But you don't know this until you get him there, and so why risk the fact that you're trading a guy in Justin Fields who might just be that good in a different situation? So I say keep a, draft him, keep Fields, keep them both, and figure it out, and then you trade one of them next year. And then you can get a haul that's coming in because you've got all the cap space in the world – You've got your draft picks. You've got everything. You've got to lock down who that quarterback is going to be for the next 10 years. Hmm. I like the fact that you said they're not going to do it. I'm, I'm, this, if they do that, Pete, you've got to call back, and we're going to have to have a full conversation. I may have to ask you for lottery numbers, okay? This is a, fr- this is a franchise that trade away Jalen Carter willingly for a uh, right tackle. So I, it's, they, they don't, it's the Bears. They're going to mess it up. And I'm not a fan, but just as a – Someone who lives here, I'd kind of like to see them be well, be better than they are. But I, they, they, I hope that they do this right. Or I hope they, they see something Caleb Williams that he is the next really big thing and they get this right. Well, last question for you, Pete. We know that we move into the NFL draft uh, combine next week. Anyone in particular that you're really looking forward to seeing what they do? Anybody that we should pay attention to? Get ready for the receivers because it's, it's going to be a big quarterback draft and who knows if these guys are actually going to work out or they're just going to do their pro days between Drake May uh, and Caleb Williams probably isn't going to work out the combine. He'd be crazy to do that. Uh, certainly Michael Penix Jr. is right there. Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy, uh, Jaden Daniels. I mean, it's, everyone's going to be all about the quarterbacks. But this is a loaded class of receivers, and as we know from draft history, receivers do not always work out. It is a, it is, you're rolling the dice, and if you get – uh, another Jamar Chase, or uh, if you get some sort of a bust in the top 10. And these receivers are going to go really early. And yeah. particularly for the Bears, they want what they need. They're going to go Caleb Williams at the one. And depending on if they trade out or not, 
they're going to have a really good receiver there, too, among all the LSU receivers, Romeo Dunze from uh, Washington, and a whole mm-hmm. slew of other good ones. And then the real guy who's going to be the kingmaker in this is Brock Bowers at the tight end. So if you're thinking, if you're the Bears, and you could somehow get Caleb Williams and Brock Bowers, and you're saying, hey, dream of all dreams, we just got our Mahomes and Kelsey for the next 10 years, which they're not going to be Mahomes and Kelsey, but we just got our combination. Look at the NFL Final Four this year. Between Mark Andrews, George Kittle, Kelsey, I mean, are they likely? I mean, they had, you had great tight ends among the four finals. You need a great tight end, and yeah. Brock Bowers is probably the guy the Bears are going to target. Yeah, everybody needs that uh, that escape hatch as well. Hey, Pete, thank you so much for taking the time to educate us on what's going on with this uh, wild system <laughs> in college football. Where can people follow you and all your work, man? Yeah, please educate me on the way, too, because we're all trying to figure this out on the fly, all of us. So, uh, collegefootballnews.com, and uh, it is off season, but there is lots of crazy and fun stuff happening right now, and it just gets even crazier with uh, March Madness, which we cover, and then the NFL draft coming up, too. Sons and sons and sons. Well, thank you, Pete. Let's let's stay tuned and see what happens uh, over the next couple months, okay? Enjoy everything, Absolutely. all right? You have a good one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 